Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 606, our number two of Oilers Now. Brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Just before we went to break, Oilers now game day trivia brought to you by Pro-Am Sports. All correct answers in February. Uh, Entered to win an authentic Dylan Holloway Oilers jersey autographed by the man himself. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them in person. 127-28 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. The question, name the player Vegas selected from the Oilers organization in the expansion draft in 2017 and name the current Edmonton Oilers that was selected by Vegas in 2017. The correct answer it was Griffin Reinhardt. Tough trade, Peter. And uh, he was claimed by Vegas. And uh, Calvin Pickard was claimed by Vegas from the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, he, of course, is with the Edmonton Oilers. Congratulations to Landon. And uh, we'll get Dave Campbell to reach out to Landon to coordinate that. Uh, of course, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Five Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. And we'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today at Japanese Village. Don and the staff will take care of you. All right. Every Tuesday in Oilers now, former NHL player, GM, agent, Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Dessert. Sweeten your game day with the perfect lineup, including Strawberry Dream Moose. Sweet and smooth for that extra Wow Factor. Check out wowfactordesserts.com today. And we welcome back to the show, Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm just thinking the Oilers gave up the least of any team in the league in the expansion draft. Uh, in Griffin Reinhardt, the problem was they gave up a 16 and a 33 to get him. But uh, that didn't exactly go for Griffin the way I think a lot of people thought. No, it didn't. You know, it's funny. I saw him, obviously, when he was in the West, and he was good, but I had some challenges. I would always ask the players after games what they thought of other players, and I couldn't find anybody to tell me he was incredibly difficult to play against. And that's like the one thing that always stuck out for me about Griffith and uh, the rest is history. There you have it. Yeah, uh, just did not ultimately come to fruition. 
Uh, and I mean, the Oilers, you know, what a could have, should have for 16 and 33, but they're at a different place. We just had Ken Holland on the show, ninth best record in the league, points percentage wise, since he became the uh, GM. It hasn't always gone in an upward vertical uh, path. You know that. I mean, look at the start of this season, but Chris Knobloch has the Oilers with the best record in the National Hockey League uh, since. Uh, November the 13th at 26 and 6 and on a 16 game heater. This is just like everybody predicted, Brian, when Chris took over. <laughs> no, but this is kind of where I thought they would be, to be honest with you. And I know they're only in third technically in their division, but, you know, are they really only in third with the games in hand? No. I thought they'd be competing for first or second in the Pacific. And um, it all kind of worked out the way it would. We call that regression to the mean it just looked so ugly at the start of the year and uh, any city in canada as we know when their team doesn't do well you're going to get a massive reaction and that certainly happened in the wrong way for the edmonton oilers but all of that is forgotten as they come into this one tonight because this is the marquee game of the national hockey league tonight yeah all right uh marquee game can it become too big of a game for edmonton i mean they've won 16 straight uh, you know, it's hard to put those sort of streaks together. Can there be too much focus on this, do you think? Uh, I thought Bruce Cassidy had some interesting comments about it for Vegas. You know, they, they don't necessarily care about Edmonton's streak. They just care about beating the Edmonton Oilers. So they're going to be ready for this game. Like you, Bob, this is a game that uh, we probably both had circled when we were watching this streak unfold, thinking, you know what? These guys could keep it going, but this is the one they got to get over. So I know the players will downplay it, but it's still a huge game. There is a massive amount of interest in this game tonight. Yeah. Um, are Vegas the same team without Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, it surprised me how well Vegas really played right before the break. They really got things going without Eichel, without Theodore. Obviously, Carlson's been injured as well. Um, they were really playing great hockey. I always think of one thing with this group, and it's been written many times. The whole Vegas organization, it's just a very professional outfit. They know what they need to do, when they need to do it. They finally got over the mountain last year, and... Um, my thoughts haven't changed for them. It's just a very professional group. I would imagine they'll be ready to roll tonight. And they are still down some other players. I don't think Carrier's going to play, obviously. And, um, you know, but they're a team that, that figures out a way how to get wins. They did it to Edmonton last year in the playoffs. And uh, they're going to be ready to go tonight, I'm sure. Brian, are the Oilers a different team right now than last year's team that had one goal leads in all six games? Yeah, I think they are a different team. I think one of the hallmarks for Chris Knobloch's time has just been the overall utilization of the players on the bench. I think he's just involved more guys. One of the flaws that I've seen with Edmonton in the Connor McDavid era is when things don't go wrong, I think they over-rely on him and Leon. It's gone the other way, and it's produced great results. And it is the way that I believe you need to play to really win consistently in the National Hockey League. So the minutes have come down to the star players. The numbers aren't as big. 
as they were last year, certainly. But the performance, in my opinion, as a team, has reached a higher level. Uh, we're joined right now uh, by Brian Lawton. Brian Elias Lindholm traded to the Calgary Flames. Sean Monahan traded uh, by the Montreal Canadiens to the Winnipeg Jets. Your thoughts on those two moves? Well, I think Vancouver, you know, I love what Vancouver did. I had a conversation with Jimmy Rutherford. Oh, it was before he hired Patrick Alvin. I was just checking in with him. And I always love Jimmy because he'll always, it doesn't matter who it is. In this particular conversation, he's like, Brian, what what do you think? Tell me what you think is wrong with our team. It's like he's soliciting free information. Jimmy came back, and uh, he was really hard on me, and I normally wouldn't say it's not my club. But I said, your D is not where it needs to be, Jimmy. And all he's gone, gone out and done is rebuild that D, and now he's going to work on the forward group. And I think that was the purpose of the Lindholm trade. He had already started that when he brought in Lafferty. Um, so I, I just love the work he's done there. I think Lindholm is going to be an instant success. It gives him one more top six guy to give them a little bit more depth than they had. I think it was needed if they want to hold off the Edmonton Oilers. So really aggressive move by Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin. And um, in terms of Sean Monaghan, congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens. They called that one right picking wow. him up and trading him, yeah. picking up a couple of firsts. It couldn't have went any better. You know, is he going to be as impactful as people think? Uh, we're going to find out real soon here. I, he was a guy I had identified as a guy that was really one of the top choices if you were looking for a center that was out there. So, you know, you don't always get to hand pick what you want at this time of year. I think it's a strong move by by Winnipeg. We'll see how it plays out for them. All right. Uh, we're joined right now by Brian Lott for Wow Factor Desserts. Brian, we had Ken Holland on earlier today. I got the sense from the interview nothing is uh, intimate. And uh, away uh, on that note, and does the fact that Ken was able to orchestrate the Matias Ekholm deal, does that illustrate that perhaps if you do wait, you got a chance to get more teams involved uh, by the deadline? Or is that a cop-out? Well, I think in today's world, there's benefits for going earlier. You know, it can cost you a little bit more, but that's really an unknown. When you wait to the end, you're leaving a lot to fate. But I don't think anybody's been better at it than, than Ken. I think it's somewhere where he's comfortable just as much as you can count on a guy like Jim Rutherford making his move early. You can kind of count on Ken wanting to make his move at the end. He's a very patient general manager. He's done an incredible job. He took a lot of heat earlier in the year when they weren't playing well. He didn't panic. He stuck with it. Now he has a chance to make NHL history over the next couple of games here, which is pretty remarkable. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get something really strong done, but it doesn't take or it does take until the very, very end before you see anything happen. Brian, you're GM of the Edmonton Oilers. What do you do? For me, I still think that uh, there's really three choices. Obviously, the goaltending, you could look to shore that up, although Stuart Skinner has answered a lot of crap questions there. A top six forward seems to be what the public view is that Edmonton needs. I would not go that way. I would look for one more 
top 4D, the ability to upgrade, probably Cody CC. That's just my thoughts, but uh, this is why you have an hockey operations department. These are the things, the conversations that happen behind closed doors. Ultimately, it'll be Ken Holland's decision. Um, You could make a strong case. I could make a strong case, certainly for a top six forward or a top 4D and I say that because I think those guys are would have the most impact for the club. I happen to think it's a D that's on the ice more that changes their fortunes. Um, I think that you can find economical solutions out there for the other areas, but getting a top four D is really the crown jewel, in my opinion, especially if you can upgrade what Edmonton has going and do it. Well, you're only you're all right. And that- Brian, sorry to interrupt. In that scenario, you're only upgrading one guy because you're not upgrading, obviously, Nurse and Eckholm and Bouchard. So it's CC, who, by the way, is like plus 10 again and plays 20 minutes a game and is a $3.25 million cap hit. Now, am I too focused on the money? Because he's about somewhere between 90th to the 120th paid defenseman in the league. He's right in the range. So who would you consider to be an upgrade as a second-pairing right shot D on Cody CC? Uh, guys that I would have identified already would be players that are incredibly difficult to get to. And you'd have to really move mountains to make it happen, but you'd be watching Minnesota to see what happens with a Jonas Brodeen. Not going to be able to do it for that money, so you'd have to be more creative. You'd be watching to see what the Nashville Predators are doing. You know, it depends how big you want to go. I think the Edmonton Oilers are legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. I think this is one more guy that that not only gets them to the final, but puts them over the top. So McDonough would be a guy. And then you could look at creative ways with Seth Jones. That's just three players right off the top of my head that could all make a massive difference for this club. I know McDonough and Brodine are less shots. They both can play the right side. They've proven that throughout their career. I personally have watched five of Nashville's last eight games and can't believe how effective Ryan McDonough is playing right now. You're going to make somebody's world with that type of trade, though, because you're going to have to pay a lot. You're going to have to get some salary retained. Doesn't he have a no more going to have to do some juggling. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to finesse. Every every one of those players, you're going to have to finesse it. You're going to have to have a conversation with the GM and get permission to find out if those guys would consider it. And you and I have talked about this a lot on the air, Bob. Players are more open to the Edmonton Oilers than we've seen in a long time. Final one, uh, final player for you. What about Pareko? He is a right shot. He is from Edmonton and surrounding area. And I hear St. Louis is looking to potentially, like, you know, they got Shen, who's minus 45 over the last two seasons. Uh, he's on a eight-year term, and Pareko's on an eight-year term. Would you be interested in either one of those guys? Both those guys would be on a list for me, as would Nick Letty, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but I think that Perico is a couple of notches ahead of Nick. I just think Nick is a really competent defenseman. He's got a couple of years left with them. But, yes, Colton Perico, you know, the term is what would get Doug Armstrong there. You'd have to go into that with your eyes wide open on both those players. He'd have to eat a hell of a lot. He'd have to hell, eat a lot of money there in order for Edmonton to do He would. He would. The price would be enough where you could command to get a significant discount 
in my opinion. You'd be doing a deal there that would include one first, and you might even have to give a second first for a guy like Pareko on the condition that you oh, yeah. win the cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, uh, I, I'm, so, I'm saying just to eat that amount of money, it would be two first-round picks. I, I, I think it would in a prospect. But this is where, you know, this is really where Ken gets his money. Does he think the club is in that position to yeah. want to spend that many assets to put him over the top? It's a huge decision. It's one that Ken would never take lightly. It's one that he'll involve his entire staff in. And if he does half as good a job as he did last year with Echo. I think the fans are in uh, should be breathing easy right now because that really was magnificent what he was able to do getting Echo last year. Brian, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. My pleasure, Bob. Thanks. That is former NHL player, the number one pick of the 1983 NHL draft, GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, started Octagon's player agency, Brian Lawton, brought to you by Wow Factor Desserts. Sweeten your game day with a perfect lineup, including Strawberry Dream Moose. Sweet and smooth for that extra Wow Factor. Check out wowfactordesserts.com. We already gave you the injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Oilers completely healthy. Vegas without Jack Eichel, Shay Theodore, and William Carey. With 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has many long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off a new F-150 this year. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milt in sales and Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. When we come back, we'll wrap the show. Dave Campbell will have this day in Oilers history. Bob Stafford joining you along with uh, Ray Ragel. He is our engineer here in Vegas. And Dave Campbell and Kellen Kennedy back in the studio in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 624 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, you can get their two-can-dine special for only $37.95 until February 29th. You can visit royalpizza.ca. There's 14 Edmonton area locations, one in Red Deer, five in Calgary, one in Regina, one in Saskatoon. Royal Pizza still making a great stop for recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Brendan Escott, a big fan of the Texan. Reed Wilkins, he's got uh, tonight's face-off show for you coming right up. Uh, he likes the meat lovers. As we head off to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, again, you can join us on an exclusive four-day road trip into Dallas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. I think this trip is selling out quickly. We've sold out uh, 40 in Nashville and 60 in Montreal already this season. All these people that want to see the Oilers play that, and they want to meet Cam Moon. I've come to that conclusion because Cam is kind enough to join us at all of our launch events for this as well. NewWestTravel.com. We're going to go back to 1990, and here is Dave Campbell. The Oilers and Devils play to a 2-2 tie. So the next question would be, well, who won an overtime or a shootout? Well, they didn't have those back then, folks. It was a 2-2 tie. That, that's it. Vladimir Ruzitska, Yari Curry score. Steve Smith adds two assists. So uh, that happened on 1990 when... They had ties to finish games. And the Edmonton Oilers won the Stanley Cup in the 89-90 season. And we've told the story before. Don, the Oilers played the Winnipeg Jets on New Year's Eve. And Edmonton had won like eight or nine straight games. And Don Sherry said the Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup that night. This is the best team. Everybody, everybody was like, what? And then the Oilers. And they, Dave, if you remember. 
Yeah. They obliterated Boston in the Stanley Cup final. They scored a twenty-one close. to eight. It wasn't close. No, it wasn't. And, they, and I mean, they walloped them twice. I know they got the overtime winner from uh, Peter Klima. God rest his soul. Um, in game one, they smoked them in game two in Boston and walloped them in game five as well. It was the fifth Stanley Cup for Edmonton in seven years. They, and could, they did it without Wayne Gretzky. They could not handle the top line of Mark Messier, Craig Simpson, and Glenn Anderson. No, they, Glenn Anderson made Ray Bork look bad. Yeah, all series. Great. Say, hey, Dave, thanks for filling in. I know tomorrow Reed Wilkins is going to host Oilers now as uh, we're, we're off for a, a team thing, but uh, Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, and for Montario Homes, Rob Brown. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with James Dunn, followed by the City Ford Face-Off Show. Reed Wilkins, I'll rejoin you in a half hour. So long for now from Vegas. And uh, coming right up, Reed with the face-off show. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.